to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. It is so nice to have you with me today. Um, I have been very busy over the last few months. I feel like I haven't, you know, checked in with you guys, see how you're doing. Um, So while I'm recording this episode, um, Petco has very recently released that they will no longer sell shock collars at their stores, which is great news. It's been very interesting to kind of watch like the wave of emotions, thoughts, feelings um, on social media surrounding the subject. Um, There are a lot of advocates uh, for e-callers. There obviously are a lot of people who are in my camp, right, where they're very glad to see this change. Um, But it's been really interesting, you know, and then, you know, it being an election year, I feel like there's just a lot of contrast in people's opinions. But this girl is happy about no shot callers being sold at Petco. And I hope you all are sharing that enthusiasm too. So um, I really hope that you guys have been enjoying the podcast over the last couple of weeks. Um, The reactive redefined case studies were so fun. Um, I'm so proud of all of the wonderful people who have joined reactive redefined. I just started with a new group of students um, and it's been a total delight getting to know all these amazing people um, who just care so much for their dogs and just want to improve the quality of their lives. So thank you to all of the beautiful people who have trusted me um, and have joined reactive redefined. Um, Reactive Redefined will likely open again in January of 2021. I'm working on some pretty major improvements to the course, so I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you guys in the future. Um, Things are pretty great here in Colorado, right? The seasons are changing. The leaves are just beautiful. It is still so smoky. Um, I know that a lot of you in different places around the country um, have been experiencing that smoke too. So I just keep keeping my fingers crossed for moisture so that um, our state can start stop burning to a crisp. Um, Tiva and Waylon are doing really well. Tiva is amazing. I mean, the fact that she's 13 and we're still hiking every week is amazing. I'm so freaking grateful for her. Um, Waylon has been kind of on and off lame. We're not exactly sure what's happening with his back leg. Um, We have an amazing veterinarian who um, is seeing him weekly and we're just kind of trying to take it easy, doing a few hikes here and there. Um, But my main objective is really just getting him healthy. Um, I know that a lot of you listening have dogs who (laughs) are recovering from surgeries, so um, I know that you can uh, relate to (laughs) that, uh, just wanting our dogs to be healthy and mobile again. So um, anyways, guys, in today's episode, I really want to talk about a phenomenon that is happening, whether you like it or not, Um, and this is when we bring puppies into our lives and we already have adult dogs that maybe have some behaviors that aren't our favorite but weren't really that big of a deal, and now we have this puppy. Um, And while it definitely depends on age range, I'm definitely going to talk about that. Um, Something that I've definitely been observing through all of this COVID thing is I've been really spoiled with a ton of new puppy clients, which I love so much, but I think that sometimes people are 
not as aware of how malleable their puppies are and how if you have a dog who, you know, does something you don't want, it's very likely that adult dog is going to teach your puppy that. So um, if you have an adult dog who does any behavior that you're not in love with, barks at people at the front window, is leash reactive, um, is less than enthused about people, less than enthused about dogs. Um, You need to be really honest with yourself about what it's going to look like bringing a puppy into your house and making sure that your puppy isn't learning those things from your adult dog. So when I'm saying puppy, you guys, just to be clear here, I'm talking about puppy like eight weeks to like 16 weeks. And honestly, even into like the six, seven month age range. Okay. They are very, very malleable at this age range. And it is very possible for them to learn those behaviors from your adult dogs. Okay. So, um, I have quite a bit of experience with this and I got to be honest, it was not a perfect system, but I want to kind of share my experience with you guys about when I brought Waylon into our lives. So, um, a lot of you listening know about Sunny. If you are new to the podcast, um, prior to, um, Waylon, uh, we owned a male am staff named Sunny who has since left us. Um, but he could be very dog aggressive and I knew the risk of bringing a puppy into this house. He could also be very dog tolerant, right? Like Sonny had a ton of dog friends. He got along swimmingly with a lot of dogs. He had with slow intros learned to really like pup. He did never really liked puppies, but he tolerated puppies. And as they aged, he was able to get along really well with a lot of dogs. So just to kind of give you some perspective, right? Like he was capable of being dog aggressive, but he was also capable of being like wildly successful with other dogs. It just took a lot of management um, and slow intros. So um, I knew that about Sunny bringing Waylon into the house, right? I felt like as a trainer, I had the skill set to be able to manage and prevent Waylon from learning those things from Sunny. But that required a lot of solo outings with Waylon without Sunny in the picture. So I think that it's really important that if you just brought a puppy into your life and you have an adult dog, you're giving that puppy individual walks, experiences, exposure in the world without the influence of your other dog. The only exception to this would be if you have a really well-behaved adult dog who's very social, very confident, then I do think that you should be taking your puppy out with that dog. But really what I'm focusing on in this episode is those dogs who, for whatever reason, have not desirable feelings about dogs, people, things. Okay, so um, it's really important that Your new puppy, if you have a dog who is leash reactive to other dogs, if you have a dog who is leash reactive to people, if you have an adult dog that um, doesn't love all people, if you have an adult dog that doesn't love, you know... (laughs) kids. It's really important that you note that about your adult dog and you make sure you do everything in your power to prevent your puppy from learning that from that adult dog. Okay. So, um, I want to just kind of run through a few examples here. So if you have an adult dog who is reactive, meaning they lunge, bark, growl, carry on when they see dogs or people or skateboards or bikes, if you take your puppy on walks every day with that adult dog, it is very likely that you're going to have a puppy who grows up to be reactive like your adult dog. 
Okay, so I just, I want you to be aware of this so that we can prevent it because I don't want you to have two leash reactive dogs. One is plenty, okay? So if you have a dog, an adult dog who falls into this category of being leash reactive, it's really important that that your adult dog is getting their solo training walks while you kind of work through that and then your puppy is getting solo walks so that they can kind of form their own hopefully better associations and impressions about people, dogs, skateboards, just things in the world in general. Okay. I hope that this is making sense. Um, you know, and there's definitely some things that you can't always control. So for example, um, Waylon learned from Tiva to whine and get excited in the car. Um, I did my best to do solo car rides with Waylon and honesty, honestly, if Tiva's not there, he's a lot better. We love Tiva. She's amazing, but it's one of those behaviors that she just gets really amped up in the car. We really have done nothing to change the behavior and lo and behold, Waylon learned it from her as a puppy. So, um, it's really, really important guys that you're thinking about this stuff so that your, your puppy isn't turning into the problem behaviors you wish your adult dog didn't do. Yeah, so that will require some extra thought and planning on your part to make sure that your puppy is kind of learning um, things on their own. But it's very, very likely that if you have a young puppy, like we're talking about like 8 to 16 weeks old, and you have an adult dog that can be um, reactive or, you know, just unpleasant around certain stimulus, that the puppy can definitely learn that. Um, as your puppy ages, right, we're getting out of the 16 week range and we're getting, you know, later into their first year of life. It's still possible for them to learn that stuff, but not as possible. But in that age range, I would still be making a huge effort to get my puppy out, even as he's getting bigger, right, and not sleeping as much. I'm still going to get that puppy out for solo outings as much as I can. Not only solo outings, but solo experiences. So solo experiences with other dogs, solo, solo experiences with other people. Um, because it's really important that our puppy is learning to navigate the world and understand that, like, hey, people are pretty cool. Dogs are pretty cool. Um, and that's really the objective with socialization right? That our dogs can just kind of accept people, dogs, fill in the blank, other stimulus without any major eruption of feelings surrounding it. If you ad adopt an adult dog, right? An adult dog anywhere from like one and a half on, it is definitely way, way, way less likely that your dog is going to learn that from your existing adult dog. It's not impossible. It could still happen, but the likelihood just goes down just because of the dog's age and what they're learning, right? Because once they're adult dogs, they kind of already have pretty established feelings about the world at large. So the likelihood of that is less. So guys, I, I hope you found this episode helpful. I know that a lot of you have adopted puppies and I hope you're just reveling in them and enjoying them so much. And hopefully these tips can help prevent your puppy uh, from learning some of the undesirable behaviors that your existing adult dog already does. Guys, if you didn't know, I started a Patreon. Um, guys, I started it because I love you all and I want to be able to give this podcast more time, attention, energy, and professionalism. That takes money. Um, I have been producing this podcast by myself this whole time, which is amazing. I love doing it, but I think that with your help, your support on Patreon, um, that will allow for higher quality sound, maybe better editing, 
uh, maybe better guests on the podcast. So I appreciate you all listening so very much. And if you feel so inclined, I would be very grateful for your financial support over on Patreon. I've included some pretty cool bonuses over there. Um, I, I have three tiers, mild dog, medium dog, and spicy dog. So you can kind of check that out over on Patreon. Um, if you're not in a position to uh, support me financially, uh, leaving a review on this podcast on Apple Podcasts would be so greatly appreciated. Um, in the podcast rankings, um, those reviews really matter. So the more positive reviews I have on this, hopefully the more people who need this podcast can find us. So I hope that you all are well wherever you are. Um, as always, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to post about those in the Facebook group. Um, have a beautiful weekend and smooch those puppies for me. I'm already looking forward to the next episode. Hey guys, so I do not take promoting a product lightly. I really don't. I'm not going to tell you about a product I don't really believe in, and I'm not going to tell you about a product that doesn't have a fabulous team behind the product, but I was out of CBD for probably like two weeks, and then the lovely ladies at Vet CS got me another bottle, and I didn't really think about it, but after I started giving the dogs CBD again, Waylon's energy level greatly increased. I think that the CBD helps him feel so much better. So guys, this is not a gimmick. There is no bullshit. I believe in this product. And if you think that your dog could benefit from CBD, I highly suggest check out VetCS. You can learn more about CBD for dogs, cats, and horses at VetCS.com. And you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about how you can connect with me for training, you can go to my website, agfdogtraining.com. If you'd like more training inspiration and insight, you can follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, please check us out on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash disorderly dogs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you really like this podcast and you want to go above and beyond for me, you could leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to help more like-minded individuals find us.